Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now As if you guys needed evidence of how my day has gone. <laughs> For 10 minutes, these lovely people have been talking about their comics, introducing themselves, and I somehow missed hitting go live. Um, my day has been the Bermuda Triangle of suck. <laughs> and that is exactly how this show started. And guess what? It's over now. We are live. We've got three people watching in the chat. We are going to have a blast. And I can tell you what, the 30-second uh, pitches are going to be primo because everybody got to go through once. And they're going to get to go through again. Will, Will, I'll even introduce you first this time. <laughs> You're going to have to host, I think, this one. I think I'm just going to have to sit back. I don't even have a drink. I need to go get a scotch, and I don't have one in the house. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm getting this odd feeling of deja vu. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> jo Joey Galvez in the chat. I waited so long. Well, we were talking. Right. We were having a nice discussion the entire here? time. Uh, my Thanks for gosh. hanging in there, Joey. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Joey. yeah. Super, super glad you're still with us. Uh, oh, this, oh, this is oh. just the the average. Uh, oh my! Listen, if someone dies tonight, I'm sorry. This <laughs> no, this no, could just... be the ring as a podcast, guys. I'm just telling you, if it is We're anybody, okay. I hope it's me. We're okay. Laptop <laughs> just slipped. <laughs> and uh, our Facebook user, I got here late, but you all seem on time to me. That we, that's Excellent. what it, we, we were waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> that was not me being an idiot. Oh, we just try, trying to time it to our listeners. Um, all right, let's let's do this, Anthony. If you were at a comic convention and someone was walking past your booth, how would you get their attention about to kill? Uh, wait, wait a second, Anthony. Once more with feeling, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got the you got the best of me. The, the moment is gone. <laughs> Everybody um, everybody's tired. 
<laughs> they're like boxers that did the whole whole first two rounds and then like all right now now it starts i was on i'm on the east coast so i was running on fumes anyway uh, <laughs> so uh i would say um the case uh, is a supernatural revenge thriller in the vein of a modern day frankenstein gorgeous katrina how, how would you talk of talk about uh wait cobalt's castaways uh, Cobalt Castaways is the second book in the Cat series. First book was Apo's Army, and both of them are 20-plus short stories for kids, all about cats living their best lives. Gorgeous. Patrick, Gage and the Dragon's Tear. Try this again. Gage and the <laughs> Dragon's Tear is a medieval fantasy comic. Uh, the title character, Gage, is a renowned thief. Uh, when issue one opens up, he's been looking for something for a long time called the Dragon's Tear that's recently resurfaced and he's in the process of trying to steal it nice <laughs> now the only one who didn't get to do his whole thing is tate because <laughs> i realized halfway through it that uh it said start live broadcast as opposed to end so so tate surprise us right it'll be even better this time pacifica is a fantasy adventure comic inspired by the pacific northwest and right now it is following a reclusive young woodsman who joins up with some other travelers as they all struggle to figure out where they belong in a world of mountain men monsters and magic very nice well we made you wait to the end every time like six or seven times i lost <laughs> count so let's get into pacifica first hey, you also okay. have the shortest amount of time left so we want to give the audience the most time to get to your campaign because we have what four days left as we yes start? it is ending uh tuesday evening so. all right so if you could share that page yeah. and uh we will we will talk here. about it Again, I'm sorry, guys. This is exactly how my day went. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not bitter at all about it. So how's that oh, different I see from the other day? All right. So we got it. We do. All right. Awesome. Good question, Patrick. The difference is usually when things should take an hour, I can usually get them done in an hour and a half instead of four. <laughs> that That's the difference. I'm slow, but I'm not as slow as today. All right. So as you can see here, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm over halfway there. And let's see, let me scroll down here. This is going to be the cover. And uh, as, like I was saying earlier, the comic is very much inspired by uh, this region of the country, the Pacific Northwest. And so that's what really inspires me uh, about my comic was this is such an amazing area. I wanted to see more stories that incorporate like redwood forest and like this very specific area that I, I don't see in media very much. I, maybe the stories are out there, but like I'm just like, I want to see more fantasy stories set in like Redwood Forest because they're so amazing. Do and you, do you go out and kind of sit in it and, and draw or, or do you kind of, how do you get the inspiration from it? I used to, uh, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time hiking alone in the woods. So that's kind of where my inspiration comes from. Uh, I grew up kind of out on the edge of town 
like the edge of our property was actually the city limits. And then on the other side of our fence line was a large logging plot. So there was like probably 200 acres or so of just, you know, redwoods with no development. You could go out there and walk around for hours and never see like another person. So like hours, that's just one tree, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like here, for for people who don't know, let me show you. I brought up. Uh, there's a local photographer, Lost Coast Lens here, and he has some really good photos, just showing like the scale of these trees, you know. And so, growing up, you know, this is what I had in my backyard, and like it just always felt really magical and wondrous to me. You know, it, it feels like a fairy tale when you're mm -hmm. out there. And so that's what I want to communicate to people who have never been able to come out here and experience for themselves is I just kind of want to share through my artwork, um, you know, just kind of the, the fantasy and the amazement. Because when you're out here, it's like, you know, you don't know what's out in those woods. There could be anything out here. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the vibe that uh, I'm really into and that I'm hoping to share with people who read my comic. Is this a limited series, a one shot, or could this go on, you know, quote unquote, forever? I am imagining it as forever right now. Uh, I plan on it being a ongoing series. And I, I feel like the world is kind of like a, a sandbox for me to play in with like, I want to have like different tones of story and explore different aspects of the world that I'm creating. And it's all uh, like the seed of it all is just kind of based on, you know, the Pacific Northwest and history. So it's, sort of inspired loosely by like the 1800s. So um, there's a lot of uh, aspects from that period of time that I eventually want to draw into the story and just sprinkle throughout there. Uh, I'll scroll down and show you like some of the page. Uh, I guess we could show you the rewards first since that's what comes up. Let's do it. Uh, we've got uh, the digital book at five bucks, physical uh, $10. Uh, you get the book and the PDF. And one thing I want to point out while I'm uh, remembering it here, this is a magazine sized book. So it's eight and a half by 11. Okay. So it's, it's bigger than your standard comic book. This is the first issue right here. So you see nice big book, big art for you to look at. And then my next tier I have is the limited artist edition where I will stamp it and number it and then sign and put a sketch in it for you. And I have an example of that here. There will be a blank page where I can uh, put in a little sketch and it's got a stamp 
telling you like which number you've got and how many there are. That's awesome. That's a, that's like the great that. thing about being a writer artist is you can do that. Yeah, uh, and so uh, I'm planning on there being about 150 of those. We'll see how things turn out. Mm -hmm. But tentatively, uh, yeah, it will be limited to 150 copies. Cool. And then the next one above that, we've got the I Want It All, which is everything I'm offering, the limited artist edition, uh, the first book, all of the add-ons I have available, which includes stickers and a postcard set and a print. So you get lots of cool stuff. So I'll, I'll scroll down here a little bit and you can see on the add-ons here, I've got some bigger images of the stickers. So these are vinyl stickers. They're pretty nice. They're about five inches. Oh, wow. Um, they're waterproof, you know, they're the, the nice water bottle type stickers. And then I've got postcards with images of the comic and a print of the cover image without all the text on it. Oh, nice version. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, if you missed out on the first Kickstarter I did, you can get the first book as well. So what, what, why did you choose to go with the magazine size? I know like Skies of Fire has a lot of, had a lot of, um, they did great with it. And that was almost an, an accident for them. Was this mm -hmm. just, what was your thought pattern? It, it was a little bit accidental in my case too. When I originally planned <laughs> out the first book, I, I thought it was going to be a more horizontal layout. But then when I was looking for places to do the printing, like the ones I was looking at didn't really offer something that worked for the size I had done the pages at. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out, uh, you know, make it fit a more horizontal space. And then I felt like that size was a better size for me to show off the artwork without shrinking it down too much because for the first book, it actually ended up like each page of the final book was what had originally been planned as two pages, mm -hmm. but they were, you know, vertical over each other instead of just being the big thing. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But I, once I figured that out, like, okay, this is the size I'm going to be using for the second book. I've taken that into account. And so I'm doing the artwork larger and I'll, I'll show you the samples here we have, you can see it's going to fit the page layout much better and be much larger than the first book. So I, I feel like I learned a lot from making the first book and I got a lot of compliments on, on the first book. And I feel like this one is even stronger and even better. So I really hope people will, you know, come back and check it out and just see how much it's all improved. Well, you talked about the Pacific Northwest having almost a fairy tale feel, and I see birds talking. Is, do we do we have fantastical elements to this story? Or we do we, absolutely. Okay. Even though it's inspired by the Pacific Northwest. 
I am just completely making up the world. But uh, the setting very much derives from, you know, the local setting. Like you can see in the background, the big trees and stuff. And these are maybe not the best pages for um, showing off that aspect of the book. But like in the first one, I do have pages where it will be them, you know, traveling through the woods and you see more of the backgrounds and just more of what it's like to be out there in the woods as they're traveling. So no. it's like a, a mix of, um, think like Lord of the Rings, you know, the traveling scenes, you get kind of, mm -hmm. you know, the expanses and stuff. So like, um, to me, I want, I want the setting to be as much a character as the birds or the main character, Gavin, or anyone else in the story. I was just to ask, do you need to have read issue one or issue two to make sense, or are they standalone? I am trying to make them uh, standalone as much as possible. Like uh, on page one here, you get like a little recap at the top of what happened in the first issue. So I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but if you want more backstory on uh, the character who they encounter at the beginning of uh, the story of the two bird people here, you can get a little more of his backstory by reading the first issue. And the first issue was a little bit of a cliffhanger that will be wrapped up in this one. But going forward, I'm going to try and make each one as self-contained as possible. So I'm popping in. Can I add uh, issue one? As, is it an add-on in this? I have it as an add-on. So you can take whatever tier you want. And then uh, when you're finalizing it all, it'll come up. You know, you can add these things. And there'll be like an issue one thing that you can just pop it in there. So Pacifica finding a path, right? Yes. Uh, done. All right. All right. See, that's the explain yourself bump where it's not a lie. It's for serious. <laughs> right. We, we kind of make up a lot of it, but some of it, some of it is Will and I actually going, I need this comic book. Yeah. yeah I, I thought about that because in my first campaign, I had everything set up and then people were like, oh, can I add another book? I want to get more than one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So I, I went back and I set up a thing where they could do it as an add on. So this time around, I was like, okay, have have more books and the first book that they can throw on there. I, I left the tiers more open so that you kind of kind of pick and choose the things that you want. And Shawnee Myers, our, our, our MVP, says, I can confirm that finding a path is available <laughs> as an add-on. So we know All she's right, done her Thank work. you. <laughs> Um, well, that's awesome. Re real quick, is there anything else on the page you really want us to see? We've got, we do have, as as uh, Alan says, we have a full house tonight. So I want to make sure <laughs> right. we get through every campaign. Uh, East Coasters, we've already heard uh, that that ex excess uh, laps that I made everybody do at the beginning. I, I don't want anybody here too late. Uh, Right. No, I'll I'll just scroll over uh, the pages again here. 
because I don't know uh, if everybody got a good look at them. But uh, you can also just go to the page and check them out as much as you want. Or uh, you can also go to my website, which is pacificacomic.com. And I don't have all of issue two up, but I have all of issue one and about half of issue two. So if you want to check it out before you buy it, you can go there and take a look. And then you're like, hey, this is really awesome. You can head over and I've got, you know, you can see in the sidebar, I've got a link to the campaign there and That's you can awesome. come back me. Awesome. Just do it within four days from the live. And, right, uh, yeah, you got four days listen, left. If no you pressure. listen to the podcast, you got about a day. So don't, <laughs> don't waste too much time if you're listening on the podcast. All and right, next we'll, time I, I will get in before the last week of my campaign. <laughs> we're, we're, ha we're, we're happy to have you when we can have you. Okay, so if you, you can um, uh, stop sharing on your Chrome page. Anthony, you have been working your butt off today and you're on the East Coast and it's late for you. Why don't we, why don't we talk <laughs> about decay uh, issue three uh, first before, before it gets too, too late on you? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm having a great time, but I am fighting sleep. So I, I, <laughs> I blame Kevin. I, I, <laughs> so, so does so does Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. So here's here's my campaign. Should I just go through it? Sure. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, so here's here's my campaign. Um, really good start so far. Um, the main thing I want to show off is the covers. I think I have two covers, and uh, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Here's some interior art as well. Uh, like I said, kind of like a little Frankenstein reference right there with the with the neck injury. <laughs> and then um, some interior. I should probably, okay, I'm, I'm, let me be more of a showman, you know. So I got <laughs> Dan's hair faces right here. You know, like some good coloring. It's okay. I just realized we're not live. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> no. Kevin, will the nights? Yeah, well, that was nice seeing y'all. <laughs> So right here I have the uh, standard cover, um, which I think the artist did an incredible job. I love the I love like the deep blacks here and the juxtaposition with the white. And then um, another thing is the campaign is already. Um, I like to print out the copies in advance. It's a lot of work, but it, it removes so much of the stress of mm -hmm. getting the funding and then you know making the book half in the way. You know do the updates and stuff like that. There's a there's a paper shortage or there was at least so. Mm. It was uh, it, I, I try to get out the way, so I got this one printed out already. Really good, really good print. And then I have this cover right here, which is done by uh, my artist uh, DNS, one of the most talented guys in the uh, in the space. Did an amazing. Um, I adore him. Love love him as a person, and absolutely love his work. Yeah, we got we got some more heat coming out too. So uh, shouts out the DNS. Right and, now, Charlie Stigney's in the chat. Now he brought something up. I think it's pretty brave of you to have Anthony on your show when he's beefing with half the internet. We, we, we are about controversy. That is that is why we did it. You know. Yeah. Apparently, Charlie's my mortal enemy. Yeah. Is, uh, hey, it's, you, get, you judge your heroes by their enemies. So the two yeah. of you have have strong competition. I think that's. I say. I say. Me and Charlie fight. Whoever wins keeps the backers. <laughs> <laughs> the that final showdown. Some brave words there. 
<laughs> absolutely so um and I just, I just really wanted to show off the coverage you know i think i think that's like the main appeal for me is just like the coverage you know like the collector's market is a big is a big deal mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. and so i got some some rewards some stickers and, and stuff like that and then um yeah like that's that's just that's pretty much it well, tell us about the rest of your team. Um, you know, who's who's handling colors, letters? Absolutely, yes. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm just pleasing through. Um, absolutely. So the artist, this is horrible, horrible showmanship. Excuse me. <laughs> the, the, the artist is is uh, Marcelo Oliver. He's not on Twitter. He is on Instagram, okay. and he 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 worked together very closely. You know, I send the scripts. We it's a real collaboration. Uh, I'm sure you guys seen this guy, SK. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Steven. He's like one of my mentors. And he does a lettering. You know, he he's taught me taught me so much. I would not. He did the graphics for the for the Kickstarter. You know, he's he's a lifesaver. Yeah, he's um, a super positive voice in the indie community mm-hmm. too. Just mm-hmm. always always lifting people up is is what I like about him. Uh, I've yeah. worked with him a few times as an as, I'm a, uh, an editor for those who don't know. And I've worked with him a few times. And he's always so easy to work with. Yeah, uh, I I love Steven, man. He had uh, you guys talk about all the backers that we get from this show. I mean, I pretty much all my backers are Steven. So shouts out to Steven. <laughs> <laughs> shouts out to Steven. And then, um, yeah, no, I do have a lot of covers here. So um, this one, these two, these are both from Marcelo. This is guy. Um, was, let me check his name. I haven't talked to him in a while, but this was Eduardo. He's also not on Twitter. I haven't seen him around too much. And then uh, r- this guy's Rich Ragsdale, and this is like more of a this is more of a retro cover, which mm-hmm. people really enjoy. You know the uh, EC Tales from the Crib style. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then these two. Uh, this is DNS. Like we spoke about shouts out, and this is Lane Lloyd. So shouts out to that. Did, I thought that was Lane. I, I thought that yeah. was the Lane esque. I couldn't. I wasn't sure it was their work, but it definitely has that feel. Lane is making some fascinating, fascinating covers, and I, I just looked at it like kind of like a, a rite of passage, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was like something I was really looking forward. If to. you can get a Lane cover, you've made it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it it. it they're just making like the cool, like it's just such a unique style, and you see them everywhere. You know, it was New mm-hmm. Rat City was the first one. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Now, Char- Charlie was joking about the beef, but he did say, "For real, Anthony, you have some of the best social media game in comics. Keep it up." Yeah, you're you're always creating content for people to interact with you, good content, uh, and and keeping energy, which whether you have a campaign going or not. So yeah. I'm going to interrupt. And, and take it where the comment took us. So mm-hmm. h- how do you how do you do that? How do you uh, create that energy on social media? It's it, it's the the thing is engagement, right? Like you want to be good engagement, you know. Like you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> which I think goes without saying. But <laughs> it's just you just want to be on people's mind. Like I, I I haven't been into the comic space too long. I've only been making comics for two years, and it was a thing where I just wanted to be like synonymous with indie comics. So I was like, I got to start making an impression on people mm-hmm. and open-ended questions are great. You know, something that people would want to respond to. And it's just a thing of, I also don't want to just be a presence when I'm promoting. I want to be, I want to be on people's minds. Even when I'm not promoting, I don't want to, I don't want to come off like a robot. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shouts out to thank thanks to Ch- Charlie for uh, for that compliment. Uh, uh, yeah. Andres. <laughs> Char- Charlie's great for for fake beef and really honest, uh, sincere positivity. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would. Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm definitely watching Charlie as well to to, to see that he said that is is really nice. But I'm also like, damn, did he see is he see the stupid shit, too? Like, oh, man, (laughs) Charlie sees it all. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw I got into an argument today about about page turns. So I made a I made a post. I was like, hey, I got the campaign active. So I'm like, hey, who wants to have like a fake beef to get engagement? Uh, And People kind of teed off on me a little bit. I was like, you guys are kind of waiting for, for your opportunity. It seems like I got 50 comments in, in 20 minutes, sometimes engagement. No, I, we overshot. And so I had a, I'm, I'm in Twitter spaces a lot. I think Twitter spaces are incredibly underutilized tool in space. It's, it's basically like this, but on Twitter. And I would think it'd be easier to hit, you know, like, you know, a button on Twitter than to set up a, as we know, because we weren't live. We were, <laughs> we were live. <laughs> and so it's, it's just, it's just, he said he does see. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. I, I've really been trying to work my ass off just to get to a certain, and more or less, it's been going good. So we were in a, with Twitter space and a lot of times we disagree and the conversation became about page turns. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to go too much in the hole here, but, <laughs> and somebody pointed out, shout out to Rich. He was like, mm-hmm. look, this is the standard for how everybody makes your comments. You're like an idiot in your crowdfunding. <laughs> and of course I just say, yeah, like, you know, screw page turns in it. I, that gets, that gets yeah. To be clear, I like to pace my scenes independent of page turns and then it kind of just kind of falls together in place. So that's what I right. mean. Right. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I, sor- I sort of saw it and I was like, ah, I don't need to beef with anybody. I'm going to let everybody have their page turn and I'm going to keep <laughs> writing my comics the way I write my comics. <laughs> I just try to have fun. I think I said yeah. like, hey, I just make sure every... Um, I try to make sure like every odd page sucks. So that, that second page, you know, is yeah. great. You know, like yeah. that's why I was, I was just having fun. Then my big brother, Richard told you're, me, Hey, Richard, your comics are roller coasters. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Um, well, I, I just want to say that uh, as a vegetarian, I can't do real beef. So fake beef is fine. Beyond okay. beef, that's what there I, you go. That's I what have. I have about. really good news. It, it didn't fit to bring up when he put it, but Joey's with you. Will. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> So oh. let's get back in, into decay. Right. Let's get back into the comic that brought us. Um, I I was able to to grab out my issues of one and two yesterday and 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 re- reread them. It's definitely a, a, I, I I hadn't read issue two until uh, yesterday, and I, I know issue one is a real. Um, it really gets into the dynamics of loss and should you the risk reward of the whole concept of bringing back someone you love you know we frankenstein pet cemetery the the uh be careful what you wish for type of a story and uh issue two um really went places i wasn't expecting i enjoyed it but i i wasn't expecting where issue two went it i don't know if you want to talk about where it is or leave that up for the audience to find on their own that's up to you Absolutely no. So I think the appeal for me, I kind of made a Twitter thread about this because I'm always on Twitter. Like, stay <laughs> on Twitter. And I made it during the pandemic. And I also had two um, 
you know, two deaths in the family around the time. So it's a very, it's, it's very much about trauma and like, it was very, it was, it was, um, you know, a, a very angry series. Mm-hmm. And I think that resonates. I think, you know, it was a traumatic time for a lot of people. And I think that would be my, my biggest thing. I set out to make like a comic that had like real stakes, like talk about real characters, you know, pretty, pretty low concept. And I think, I think I uh, nailed it on that accord. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Let's see. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot to say about it. It's very, it's very visual, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's very, you know, like um, visceral. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it is a visceral comic. I think that is a great word for what you guys have put together. It's uh, lots of blood, lots of blood, <laughs> lots of lots of psychological and physical pain. Um, <laughs> that's good. Lots of blood. So much blood. <laughs> so. It's a bloody good tale of revenge and uh, what you would do if you lost your own, your last, the last person in your family, and you would you would you throw caution to the wind to bring them back? And then when you did and they come back, how are they going to act? And I, I think it's a fun psychological thing. So I think you fun. told us last time how long would is decay running? I think I think I remember five that's issues. It. That's right. Okay. Five issues is the plan right now. So I just wanted like a nice, um, the the resounding like I told people like, oh man, I want to make. I think we always want to make comics. You know, what I'm saying like we all like, okay, I'm about to make like the most epic. You know, I'm about to make like Tolkien. You know, like this like a hundred issue. And people are like, yo, slow, slow way down. So I said, okay, five issue story, pretty low concept. You know, um, so yeah, five issues, nice and tight, and I I really do. I really do appreciate when it's like I get a trade of a series and that's it. Like, I do like that, like that succinctity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am period. so jealous of your incredibly smart decision to do that. <laughs> I really wish <laughs> that is what I had set out to do. Uh, but, you know, Will and I, we, we set out to do something different, kind of like Tate. And we're going to, we're going to, Sit in our decisions for as long as we need. <laughs> is to. there a eventual series? Right? Yeah. How, how um, long is it? Uh, well, Tart is going to go about twenty-seven issues, and the original outline was about oh forty-two. God. And when I realized oh. what I had done to myself, I went in and, and trimmed everything that was just a fun story. Mm-hmm. It was slightly additive to the mythology, but not the bones of tarts beginning middle and end i just throw just away. cut it out some someday i could come back to the toxic universe if, if people wanted it and maybe play with some of those but uh make I, an issue zero yeah yeah if, if, if we need to we can but no and and will you're, you're at about what 20 now for cross yeah tw- it's planned to be 20 issues the basically five four four issue arcs is kind of my, my thoughts on it, but uh, it's going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take me like two years. Yeah, I'm in and out. Yeah. Kids, kids, listen to Anthony, not Will and Kevin. He he yes, is exactly. Way, he's more right than we are, but um, a one shot is not bad either, kids. And, yeah. a, and an eight eight page story isn't bad either to start with. You know, start mm-hmm. small, finish. And then and then add move on to, to the next thing. Yeah, man, Kev, you kill me with this like self-effacing. I've seen how much tart 
uh, I see how much part made, man. I don't, you're not getting past me with this whole like humble I'm, thing. I'm very proud of the book we made and very happy with where we are. And mm -hmm. uh, I, it could be even better if I would have started smaller. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you did pretty good. Like, hey, man, I'll make obsession to exception to the rule, maybe? Maybe, maybe. So is there anything you want to make sure you get up before we we head off and, and I think talk about some kitty cats? No, I think I think I think that's it. You know, check it out. Cool. Uh, yeah, wow. definitely check out Decay. So we're going to talk cat stories. Uh, we have a black cat who is now our adopted cat outside. She is feral. She is the coolest cat in the world. She when she sees us, she looks at us. If we get too if we get too close. She just trots to the fence, jumps on the fence, and goes over and goes on her way. Um, she had has now had her third litter in our yard. Ooh. We Broward County has stopped catching cats, tagging them. So right now she's got a kitten out there, and we have finally broken down, and we get meow meow mix, and now we put it out mm -hmm. every night to feed her and her kitten because you know like. It's our cat now. Will I ever pet that cat? Nope. <laughs> that cat will never let me pet her. But she's ours. And uh, so, and with my allergies, this is actually the way I want a cat. Uh, so uh, if you ever need a cool, cool, cool cat, I'll, I'll take a photo of her for you, Katrina. All right. <laughs> so let's check out Cobalt's uh, Castaways. I see it. There it All is. Right. All right. We good? Yes. All right. Yes. I, oh, no, I lost my screen. There it is. Sorry. <laughs> I'm very awkward at this, guys. That's, I, you know what? I, I don't I started usually our, do my own sharing. <laughs> I started our project without starting our project tonight. No one can out awkward me this evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do my best. Um, we only have nine days left. Um, we're going into our last week here. Um, we are fully funded. Nice. And uh, nice. I'm excited to say that we have 51 backers. I had done a, a few posts today that if we hit 50 backers by midnight, my time tonight, which is Eastern time, um, that I would give away a copy of uh, Tales from the Toy Store for um, anybody who had backed. So it looks like I'm going to be doing a drawing. Nice. nice. All right. So Cobalt's Castaways is like I said earlier, 20 plus short stories all about cats living their best lives. We have presidential cats, chef cats. Uh, she's Mac the kitchen kitty here. <laughs> um, every He has a story in every one of my um, cat books where he teaches kids how to make a new recipe. Uh, this time is Rice Krispie Treats. Nice. Um, we have a cat with an e-bike. And uh, we have cats who do all sorts of crazy things. Now, um, are you writing every short story or do you have other writers? No, uh, I'm writing all of them. Okay. Okay, awesome. Um, if you're interested in actually reading a couple of the stories in the book, um, we have Yo Ho Ho and Mitten's New Home um, available for you to check out if you just want a taste of it to decide if it's your thing. And uh, let's see, my rewards are pretty basic, guys. We have um, the book in ebook and print format. Then we have Apo's Army and Cobalt's Castaway in uh, ebook or print versions. Apo's Army is the first book in the series, but these are all because they are short stories. They are totally standalone. Um, I feel like I've leveled up because we have a pin this time. 
This is my very first pin. This is based on Smudge the Cat. And something I didn't mention earlier is all of the cats in the books are real cats. Um, they're either my cats or they are cats that live in Florida in the feral cat colonies. I know I know somebody who's a feeder down there who streams on Twitch. And he streams um, going out and feeding the different cat colonies. Uh, can um, you give him my address? I'm in Florida. I, I sure I will I'll send you, send him your way. He's actually him. He is the Apo of Apo's army, and Cobalt Cobalt is his girlfriend. Together, they actually run a um, cat rescue now. Oh, cool! Um, trying to get some of the kittens and stuff off the street. No, jokingly, but what part of Florida are they in? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> they keep it pretty on the down low. Okay. Um, but I believe I want to, you know, I don't even know for sure. After the show, I'll, I'll, I'll get up with you. And if they're anywhere in Broward, I would, I would love to talk to them because we want to, we would, we would love to keep these cats safe. And I know okay. that the, the way to do that is to catch them, get them, you know, so they can't make other cats and right. drag their sure. ear and then release them back to be, yeah, to they, do, their lives. they do a lot with TNR Okay. Um, because a lot of the cats in the colonies are not suitable for living indoors right they've just been on the streets for too long they don't know what to do inside a house right. um so. one of my favorite tiers is the custom story tier so if you have a pet it doesn't have to be a cat uh, that you'd like to have a story written about um you choose that particular tier and i write the story and it actually goes into the book oh wow um, nice which is one of it's one of my favorite tiers. we have a bunch of stretch goals um we've unlocked the 40 backers and we've unlocked the 50 backers now, so everybody will get digital copies of these two books. Uh, this top one may be the only children's book that Russell Nolte ever wrote. <laughs> for, those of you who, for those of you who know Russell. Um, I really love this one. This is a Duke the Deaf Dog uh, American Sign Language series. Oh. Um, and then if we do hit 75, we have Center Ice, which is a comic that I actually worked on that is done for charity. Um, Center Ice is about a um, a boy who plays hockey, but he also has brain cancer. Um, very cool. Very great story. Uh, and this print that I keep trying to give away, <laughs> we never quite get there. We get close. Uh, if we get 100 backers, we have Mittens and Penguins. This was a print done by Josh Lyman. And then we have our dollar backer amounts. So we have bookmarks. We have this print, which is everybody is trying to get us to the $1,500 to get the uh, spider cat print. Mm. <laughs> who who did the art on that? Uh, that's J.W. Sims, who also did the cover for my book. Okay. okay. Yep. James Sims, for anybody who knows him. Uh, this is the smudge sticker. And then Martha Schwartz did uh, this one of Mac making Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> and then that's a, that's a gorgeous, that's a gorgeous piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I love this one. Um, and then my team is obviously myself. Uh, Mac Strain, who's also known as Cobalt, did all of the interior illustrations. And all, one of the things that we do is in the back of all of our books, there is a download link where you can download all of our illustrations. They're done in comic, or not comic book format, excuse me, coloring book format. And so you okay, can download cool. download, those, download those and print them out as coloring sheets. That's great. 
And then uh, JW Sims did my cover art as well as uh, the one print. And that's us. Beautiful. And now this is this is um, young adult or kids book. What what, are, what it, is the audience you're shooting for? Um, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it really is safe kind of for an, kids, but fun it for. Is, it is a really kind of an all ages book. It's perfect for bedtime reading. Okay. Um, for those you know parents who read to their kids at night. Um, it's great for the upper elementary, middle school age group who read on their own. And then, like I said in the video, I know a lot of adults who just love reading kind of fun short stories. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really kind of an all ages book. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. And after the show, not only will I talk about somebody coming to catch my cat, but um, <laughs> I will send you something called The Poodles of Potter's Peak. It's my okay. only kid's book. And if okay. you'd like to add that PDF as to one of your stretch goals, I will offer that up for your backers as oh, well. Oh, that would be fantastic. All right. Cool. All right. So, Patrick, let's get into some some hardcore sword, sword fantasy. Uh, I was able to read issues one and two yesterday. I, I, I was very productive yesterday. Yesterday, I got stuff done. Uh, <laughs> notice I didn't read three and four today because of my day. But uh, I was, I will say before we get into it, as a uh, fantasy nerd, it, it scratched every itch I want in fantasy. Uh, I, I know that I, I thought that maybe it would get more into sword and sorcery. And it's, it's, you said it's sticking more in the sword part. I'll, I will forgive you that <laughs> because the sword part of the fantasy did everything I needed to do. Yeah, we were messaging right before we came on. Like I said, it's probably more 13th warrior ish where it's, Kind of more bound in the real world, not not a ton of monsters and magic. Yeah, nothing more realistic than Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie, man. I do too. Seriously, <laughs> I do too. He it's brought it up, movies. and I said, "Why didn't do so much yeah. better than what it did?" And uh, a lot of people don't even aren't even aware of it. But, but seriously, whenever it comes on here at the house, the whole family will just stop. And we'll watch it. It's just one of those movies that we watch. I, I, I don't. I'm not quite sure why. It's, it's a good movie, but it's just. I don't know. It's just. Is it? We like it. <laughs> is it a good movie? Well, I think it is. I it's, really it's, do it's think a, it is. <laughs> if you don't want to define it as a good movie, it's a completely watchable movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll give. Okay. I'll give you that. About about a month ago, it came on, and I asked my wife. I said, "Can we watch this? Will loves this movie." And then I watched it. I was like, "Okay, I see why he loves it." I mean. <laughs> Not sure it's great, but I do see I, I see what people can enjoy about. It. That's what I'll say. Well, well uh, so the uh, quote, you know, he says he can't lift the sword, and uh, you know, the other guy says, "Grow stronger." So occasionally, I will have to carry Otis to bed, and you know, he's really, really heavy. You know, he's eighty pounds, and if I say anything, stays without a beat. You know, always says, "Grow stronger." So. <laughs> Yeah, campaign uh, pretty straightforward. I'll just kind of run through it real quick. Um, if anybody wants, there's a six-page preview link. A little further down, I did two variant covers this time around. I still have a couple of variants left over that uh, George Jaunty did. Oh, he's wonderful. For nice. issue three, and I've actually got a couple of signed ones too, and those can be grabbed as add-ons. 
Uh, he's not just talented. He's just a super cool cat. He's, well, that's, he's, he's a local guy. He lives in Atlanta, so I would always see him at Dragon Con, and he was mm -hmm. always super nice when I would speak to him. So uh, when I was down there, not not this time, but obviously for the last book, I was just like, hey, man, how about, uh, you know, you, you do anything for any books? And started talking to him about it and eventually put something together. That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, just regular preview stuff here. This is preview for issue one. Well, uh, let's. So he he he's doing an, a variant cover for you. Who who's doing the re, who's the rest of your team? Uh, the rest of my team. I've been working with. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Donnie uh, Hadiwajaja. I've been working with him since issue one for all the interior stuff. Cool. Um, I let him pick who he wanted as a colorist for this last issue, and he picked Ixan and Sori. Uh, Ed Dukeshire. He does a lot of stuff for Boom. He's worked for pretty much everybody. He's been doing all the lettering for me since I started. I can um, see why that colorist was picked. Those colors yeah. just work with the art so well. I've had Absolutely. good luck with colorist all the way through. But, yeah, Ixan really did kind of make all that artwork really come to life and make it look really good. This color right here is Brian Valenza. He did the first issue. And it seems like everybody I end up working with, like they go on to do something big, like Brian's went on to do whatever. I think for uh, issue two and three, I worked with DC Alonzo, and I think he was just doing like an online Avengers book. <laughs> so maybe there's bright things in the extended future. <laughs> hey, you know what? That is a, it's a, it, you kind of like lament it, but it's a great problem to have, to have yeah. talent like that on a book. If, if the talent is so talented, you lose them. Yeah. As long as they finish the book before you lose them, that's you, you can live yep. with that problem. <laughs> yep. Well, I did get DC came back. The two variants that I did, and I think I can. Uh... Ooh, so cool. that's the uh, main cover. That's a variant by uh, Alan Goldman. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dario... I'm drawing a blank on his last name. This is the other variant that I did here. Um, and DC colored both of the variants. So he's actually, oh, that's, that's even beautiful. though he's big time, has still been willing to come back and uh, throw some colors down for me. That's nice. that's awesome. And, it's like uh, Nick Cage coming back for the, uh, uh, was it Valley Girl 20th <laughs> anniversary? You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was there. I think the only uh, new tier I did this time is uh, Dario and Donnie are both doing backer board sketches. Okay, I thought cool. Kind of a cool thing. You can get them to do any character of your choice. Um, you know, and I don't. I don't think Dario's really on the the con scene too much, and Donnie is in Indonesia, so it's not like you're gonna probably run into these guys at a con. So if you <laughs> want a piece of artwork from them, this is a pretty good opportunity. Absolutely. And you they'll they'll mail it to you and then you'll mail it out with the rewards. Yeah, yeah. See, I always get all the artwork from Donnie when the campaign ends. So I was figuring like I've already got a package coming, I'm already paying. It's not gonna cost me anything extra to throw a few few more sketches in there. So Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Those look great too. No, Donnie's a heck of a talent. I, I was very impressed with the artwork in, in that book. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie, uh, I found him on the digital webbing site and have been just working with, I guess it's kind of like you have a good working relationship with somebody and it's like, if it's not broke, his artwork is good. He's mm -hmm. easy to work with. So I haven't really seen any reason to move on as far as getting a new interior artist. 
No, not, not from what I've seen. Not, not at all. Do you write full script for him or do you just yeah, I write of- always write full script and then I always tell him like, man, kind of do whatever you want. Like you're the visual talent. You're going to be able to lay out a page, you know, clearly better than I'm going to be able to figure that out for mm-hmm. you. Um, so I kind of give him free reign, but he, he pretty much sticks with the script anyways and just does it better than I would have, you know, thought about being able to do it. That's I love that part of the collaboration. Now you tell him, don't worry about page turns, right? Exactly. <laughs> so if, if you don't make the page turn work, I'm showing up in Indonesia and we're throwing it. <laughs> beef. I hear beef. No. <laughs> So um, the the question that's come up a lot uh, how how long if if you if you, everything goes exactly as you would like it to go how long would Gage and the Dragons uh, tear go? I have uh, eight issue arc is the first eight issues is the first arc that I have written. I have another four written after I did the same thing that everybody the same. Let's 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 make a graphic novel and then the production costs slap you in the face pretty quickly and you're like, mm-hmm. well maybe that wasn't a great idea. This is going to take. <laughs> But yeah, so eight issues is the first arc. I have another four written and then maybe another five or six after that thought out. Okay. So it could go up to in the 20 ish range if, if you, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we're scrolling through the page, but yeah, everybody check out the page. You can scroll through as quickly or, or uh, slowly as you like and check out the art, check out the preview. That's awesome. This so, cover art is available too as an add-on. If oh wow! Likes cover art. So how much would that go for? Um, I've sold every cover that I've put up except this one, and they're two fifty. For a cover, that's that's right in line of yeah, good value. Like it's reasonable, and they've all gone. Like I said, mm-hmm. and this is a good piece of art. So I was actually kind of surprised that this one didn't go, but it may still because it, it really is a good looking piece of art. Mm-hmm. I've already got it in hand, and if somebody doesn't take it, it'll end up on my wall. Yeah. I like I like when people get either interior art or one of Ludo's commissions because for he mails it to me and while I'm waiting to fulfill it, it's it's mine. Like yep. I, I, own it, <laughs> I have it. I I I have to kiss it and 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 let it go. But for one moment, it, it's in my home and and I own well, that's it. That's the so. same thing. Like all of these are full of just all of the artwork that's you know been sent to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Over all the course of the campaign, so I still got a ton of interior art, and uh, you know, if I ever make it to the convention scene, that might be something I'll carry along for people that like grabbing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I see that you it just went up. You're at 102 backers at 2,500 uh, dollars mm-hmm. 19 days ago. So you're you're sitting right where you'd like to be, but with mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you want to. Every, we're always looking for more backers because our goals are not always our goals. Our yep, goals right. are the lowest funding we can make the thing. Yep. So we're, we're all, you know, even even the campaigns that are funded that we've talked about, you know, please check them out. And yes, if, they're in, if you're interested, give them give them a, a back. But uh, yep. you're definitely sitting pretty as of where we are right now. Yeah. Is is there something about the fantasy genre that you wanted to work in that specifically? Why did you no, choose that there's genre? nothing specific because I'm kind of writing kind of all over the place. So I've done some sci-fi stuff. I've kind of done some horror stuff. I did uh, a short story that went in 
you mentioned Russell Nolte earlier, the mm -hmm. uh, last Cthulhu anthology. Oh, yeah. In that. Um, this is just kind of some characters that I had in my head and I thought it might be an interesting story and kind of started exploring it and ended up having a lot there to, to talk about and, and stories to tell. Um, so just ended up going with it, but I'm not really locked into that genre per se. I kind of write kind of, you know, whatever ideas, uh, are interesting that I want to explore. I'll explore them. Awesome. Cool. Let's, let's pull that out. And, uh, basically I know I'm not going to lie. I had a day. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a blast talking to you guys. Uh, I, I think Anthony and I are, are both, uh, hitting, hitting our, uh, our, the, the end of our energy reserves. So before Will and I start talking about the campaigns that have been on the show the last couple of weeks, in case somebody came in just recently, let's go through and do our 30 second pitches again. Tate, you went last the first time. So you get, well, the first and the second time. So you get to go first <laughs> the third time. All right. Uh, my comic book is a fantasy adventure that centers on a reclusive young woodsman who meets up with a group of outcasts. And it's about their travels as they adventure together and try and figure out what they are doing in this life in a world with mountain men, monsters, and magic. That's awesome. Katrina Cobalt's Castaways. All right. Cobalt's Castaways is 20 plus short stories all about cats living their best lives. It is the second book in the cat series. And if it's something interesting, you can find that at catscratchpress.com. That's cat with a K. Awesome. I, we, I heard K, so let's talk DK with Anthony. <laughs> By the K, comic book with no page turns. <laughs> Damn, sold. Not a one. Not a one. <laughs> See how I did it. Not uh, a one. That's awesome, Patrick. Really? Yeah, that, that's Dragon's great. Here is a medieval fantasy comic about uh, the title character Gage, who's been looking for the Dragon's Tear at the beginning of issue one. Uh, it resurfaces and he's in the process of stealing it. All right. As before we go, Shani said, great crew tonight. Loved hearing about everyone's project. We we love that you were here with us, Shani, Gary, Charlie, Joey, everybody that was in the chat. We really appreciate it. Alan. Uh, so thank you, everybody. And then whoever Facebook user was, we appreciate you, even though we don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> So this is a point where we talk about campaigns that have been on the show over the last uh, couple of weeks. We, we would love for you to hang with us if you know about these campaigns. Anthony, if you're tired, we also don't mind if you, uh, you know, say goodnight and go to bed because we, I joked about time being uh, a, a quantity that we, we have so much of and that's like the least. <laughs> the resource we have released up. So yeah, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the like, funny thing all... is, I'm not even sure if that was on the part that was recorded. It's <laughs> true. A Kickstarter um, is about raising a quantitative amount of money within a yeah. limited time. You're like, all yeah. we got is time. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh yeah, if you if you're gonna hang with us, that is awesome. But um, oh so <laughs> <laughs> and 22 says new segment how many page turns do you have <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to remember that for decay four um so yeah hang with us if you know any of the campaigns we'd love to hear what you know about it or 
if it's, if you need if it's it. bedtime or we've had some people on the west coast say they're going to dinner we're we i want to see these campaigns uh, all right awesome right? yeah i'm, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> gary says great show awesome to see all the talent making their projects happening thank you gary we we appreciate you being with all right. us all right so um two, 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 i'm going down the banners We've had a couple uh, close out this week. We had Monster Matador close mm -hmm. out successful. Mm -hmm. We had Our Starry Universe close out successful. So Grandma um, Chainsaw successful. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if Rob Molteri was on, but Snowpaw too. Snowpaw, yeah. We yep. had Rob on Monday night. Absolutely. So SpellboundComics.com is one of the places where you can go and support uh, JM uh, DiMatteis for the Demultiverse super cool campaign there's also a kickstarter uh, i'm not sure if we have that in in the the banners but um you can back it on kickstarter or you can back it at spellboundcomics.com uh james dimatteis uh, who was the the scripter for jli and the writer of craven's last hunt along with uh, about a million other marvel and dc comics he has four series that they are uh creating issue one for so everybody who backs it and gets to read those four can vote on which one of those uh projects goes to a full series of i believe it's going to be five a five issue uh mm -hmm. arc uh so you can you can we can all back it we can read it I, if i like the uh the kids story i can vote for that uh you know anthony if you like the western you can vote for that katrina I'm trying to remember the the, the more superhero centric one, so we can all it's it's democratic and we can all vote. It's just a cool campaign, and uh, JMD Mateus was just a super really down to earth, incredibly smart guy. So I say, get, give check it out and see if it's uh, for you, and if it's not, um, uh, check it out again because it, it probably is. <laughs> So is Concrete Arcanum, is that still running? It is indeed. I think it okay. has uh, until October 28th. Sweet. Okay. Car Concrete Arcanum is a, an anthology, basically as if last Wednesday we all found out that magic is real and we all have to now deal with this, this truth that this story time thing we've dealt with is real and affecting us. And it's just a bunch of uh, creative teams uh, living in that idea. So you want the page up? No, okay. no, yeah, no. At, at this at this point, we just do the banners. We we've shown their pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get but one to, time to show your page. <laughs> I have to shout out our our, our buddy John Eddingfield the second because. He's an awesome artist, and he has a story in there, along with many other artists, great yeah, artists and writers. I think but... he's doing Russell's story in that one, right? I think so, yeah. I think he's doing right. Russell's story, yeah. Cool. And we got a, a little bit of love for Grandma Chainsaw in the, the comments, <laughs> and I cannot wait to read that that crazy, crazy story. You know, um, it's uh, exactly what you would expect, right? <laughs> so, Pat, have you guys had talked to Pat Shan yet? Uh, uh, for this campaign, uh, he, he just didn't come on, but we've talked to him. We've had him on for Thirsty and Cheeky, so apparently we're just perverts. So you guys got him. <laughs> Y'all got him over that, that what, that six digits? The, oh, the, yeah. That was, I'm sure that it was, was most, yeah. It was, was mostly us. us. It was mostly us. Totally, you guys. Yep. Pat Shan has this great piece of advice where he says, make your pitch the title. Uh -huh. Like, 
he did uh gangsta gangsta ass barista barista and then he did yeah the chainsaw grandpa it's something that i'm trying to incorporate it's like yeah like who, we don't need a we don't need the elevator pitch like we said it like that that's the that's <laughs> that's it. absolutely so we have also no spell lasts forever by sarah cook um uh, a woman dies, goes to hell, and makes a deal with the devil to come back. All she has to do is basically get him a different soul to take her place. So uh, kind of a, 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 a pretty dark story, I think, um, but incredible artwork and really cool idea. So mm-hmm. give, And I see on the page, I just kind of scrolled through, I see a diary on night as uh, possibly a PDF <laughs> giveaway there, Will. Yep, that's part of her. I think uh, she hit those uh, those early stretch goals or early, uh, you know, backer bonus stuff. So yeah, um. awesome. I'm trying to. Usually, I go through and clear this out so that stuff is not still there. Granite Granite State Punk is another one that we can say uh, closed because I guess. Yeah. Okay. Another awesome anthology, The Haunted Box. Uh, Will, you were on with them, so I'm going to let you uh, talk about this so I don't uh, misrepresent it. it. I think I know, but I, I probably don't. So it's uh, it's an anthology where uh, this box will show up and it will have in it the answer to all of your problems and all of your dreams. And all you have to do is kill someone to, to get it. So uh, it's... Uh, you don't have to, but it is the answer to all your hopes and dreams and everything. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty awesome looking little anthology, and uh, I think it has how much longer? Uh, it goes until October 23rd, so it's only got two days left uh, until it's, uh, it's uh, the project ends. So definitely take a look at it. It's, it's really great looking uh, anthology. And just he hasn't been on, you know, we we don't force our friends to come on. We we hope they'll come <laughs> on, but they, they don't always make it. Clay couldn't make it for Dream Quest, which is his Lovecrafty Lovecraftian uh, horror one shot. Uh, Minga Carter goes beyond the wall of sleep to rescue her great uncle Randolph. But the monster, I'm not going to say it, stands in her way. Uh, I couldn't comprehend what it looked like. I can't comprehend how to pronounce it. So I'm not um, our friends at the collective in Orlando, they're doing another mm-hmm. tales from the collective initiative. Uh, Danny and Travis Gibb run these Danny Morales and Travis Gibb run these great people. Amazing shop. If you're ever in Orlando, so check out tales from the collective initiative. And uh, I'm thinking, Oh, Mario Cal- um, Candelaria is doing One True Love. Uh, he came on for the Purple Eyes anthology. He's a great dude with amazing books. So uh, check out his One True Love campaign. He's mm-hmm. kicking butt. He's got 139 backers and $4,500 already raised. Uh, we're looking to get up to 18000 on that. So definitely check out One True Love. And uh, if it's for you, back it and let somebody else know about it. And... Oh, I've got one more. Heirs of Israel Door. Uh, That's Steph and Matt who've been on the show and are going to be on uh, with uh, Charlie Stickney on November 4th. Uh, And 
So Heirs of Isridor is Stefan Matt, and Charlie is coming back with the game that Number he two, and Connor yeah. Hughes, uh, the, his, the White Ash team also does more of a sci-fi uh, type uh, book called The Game, which is definitely worth checking out as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, our buddy uh, Frank Martin, has uh he's actually doing something that he's never done before uh he usually does one one or two issue stories he's actually content continuing his polar paradox and now he's got polar paradox equators in numbers one number one coming uh -huh. out so uh it's running right now take a look at it uh frank's a pretty awesome dude and uh and polar paradox is is a fun sci-fi book so i'm excited yeah. he's doing more mm-hmm uh rio burton uh who is an amazing artist is doing harpy of the west number two uh so uh if you're familiar with rio's work at all definitely uh take a look if you're not familiar with her work then you really really need to take a look because it's a beautiful looking book that's right and uh, joe joey just put up i have bixby grant live uh hope you all have a guest shot hey uh we're all filled up for next week we do have spots november 4th and on so please have them reach out and if you're watching this and you've got um campaigns coming up in the next couple months on reserve a spot now uh I, anthony i think you reached out weeks ago right mm -hmm. yeah katrina has been on our, our our list for weeks if not months please that's it makes it yeah easier i think for i started us. reaching out in august <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we love it. It it takes away it takes so much stress off of us. So if you are a creator and you know you're having a, a campaign, say you think you're going to launch in March, it's reach out to us. We'll put you on. If something happens and you're going to be later, we'll, we'll move you a month later. It's it's no it, that's no issue. But it is an issue if we've got our four campaigns for the week. And like Tate, if you had asked us and we were right. full, we wouldn't have been able to have you on so we we really do appreciate people reaching out and uh will and i have a thing where we kind of ask people for the first time or maybe the second but by the second time you know the invitation is here let us know if you want on because at <laughs> some point we don't want to be uh, um pressuring people who have done done it and don't want to explain yourself on. <laughs> let me ask you guys uh, something oh i'm sorry please Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um, no. uh, you guys been how long? You guys been doing the explain yourself? Because I know we did ours back in May. So we, my Facebook has started putting in memories the show. Mm -hmm. So I would say about a year and a month or two, Are something you, like that. You guys named like five, six kickstarters. Are you guys seeing like a rise in the amount of kickstarters that are like comic, comic adjacent? I'd say we're seeing a rise in good comic Kickstarters. Like, look, no, really absolutely. Good projects. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that is important. I think so. it, I, you know, it's, it, it is. It's, I mean, it, there's a little bit of ebb and flow, I think, to Kickstarter, but some months I'm like, pardon my French, but damn, I've got to back 15 Kickstarters because these are all. I feel like the space is getting more competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as long as as long as we can all keep delivering the books, for, just forget about a book. We, we all want to make the best book we can. Forget about the best book. As long as we're delivering on the promise and people are getting a book and then hopefully they, they find enjoyment, I think it's great for us. The more competition that delivers the book and it's and makes people happy, the better for all of us. 
So it's kind of like I I love I love the competition. I, I love that Pat Shand is killing it. Mm-hmm. I love that Charlie Stickney is killing it. I love seeing Anthony come in and start to kill it. You know, I no, love don't, that. Don't put me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't follow Pat Shan and Charlie Stickney. Don't put that kind of pressure <laughs> on me. You, you, you can eventually. Um, yep, exactly. I love that um, Mike at Miskatonic High has now passed Tart. He's done more issues oh, of Miskatonic High than, than Tart now. And uh, I've been watching him catch me for about a year and a half going, he's going to catch me. And he did, and he passed. I love it because the books are going to people. You know, Russell has come up in this. You know, I, I love the competition of people who are coming in, fertilizing the land for all of us. And uh-huh. so I love the competition in that way. Uh, I, as a reader whose wallet is you know, <laughs> impactful, <laughs> I don't always love it. But as a creator, I, I adore it. Well, that's yeah, we have, oh, we have, we have, sorry, we have, you know, Kat and Phil, you know, putting out, it seems like a book a month now, mm-hmm. I mean, which is insane, <laughs> but uh, there's. I thought you so... met me for a second. I was like, no, trust me, not, a <laughs> not this year. <laughs> there's just so many good books and so many great creators, you know, and we, it's not, we're not competing against each other. You know, we're all bringing more people to, mm-hmm. to the platform and not just Kickstarter. Right. I mean, I, I really feel like, you know, Zoop and Backer Kit and Crowdfunder, Crowdfunder, and all of these other crowdfunding, pro, you know, uh, sites just help bring more crowdfunding people. You know, because I, you know, I've I've backed Zoop, I've backed on Crowdfunder, I think I've backed on Backer Kit just because mm-hmm. they have creators that you know I want to support. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just it's awesome and. I, but sometimes my wallet's not too happy. And sometimes yeah. that makes mm-hmm. the wife not too happy, but I, I get over it. <laughs> I, I have been, um, I won't name names, but I have had people reach out and go, God dang it, Kevin, I don't want to back all these campaigns, but I have to back all the ones that have been on the show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah sorry, that's too bad for you. That's really, yeah. <laughs> it wonder- is my problem though. But Get richer. My problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I do wonder if the market can be, can be saturated, right? Like, if there's three, like if it, if it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if so it's, here, if here's it's why tar- I don't think so. Here's why I don't think so. Um, and this is a very specific to me. So when I was a Wednesday warrior and I went in, I, I, I went in to get X-Men, Excalibur and Batman. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, Hey, you should try V for Vendetta. This is a different type of book. You might like it. So I bought X-Men, Excalibur, I bought uh, Batman, and I bought V for Vendetta. I went home, I read it. I came back, I said, V for Vendetta is great. It's like, okay, well, when you get X-Men, Excalibur, Batman, and V for Vendetta, if you like Alan Moore, he's doing Miracle Man. So did I <laughs> did I not get V for Vendetta too? No, I, I spent four <laughs> more dollars on So I think the comic book reader is very additive. I don't think we get saturated in a way that other markets do because we're used to adding series on that we already that are like the things that we liked yeah and and that's that's my own personal thing i you know i don't yeah, know and the, my wrong. point about bringing up the saturation is not to say like hey run for the hills it, it's actually to say i think it's imperative 
that you then, you know, you set yourself apart, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's my point. I would think what it would be is that all right, if I have three campaigns, if I have cheeky, um, you know, Tart and then White Ash and then I have like 30 bucks to spend. I might have to let's let's pretend they're all the same price point. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I have to go through digital or maybe I have to kind of pick and choose. And that's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to be doing the gloom. That's just the, that's just the nature of, right. of anything. And like we said, we're seeing, we're seeing good campaigns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing, I'm not going to name any names, but you know, campaigns are like a couple months ago, you were like, yo, this is like a project we love. This is funded in <laughs> like a, a couple days. These are big creators. And yeah, I, I do. I I'm gonna answer my own question. I do think it's a little bit, but again, I think that I think it's imperative that you um you set yourself apart in the market. You find your mm-hmm. own. I also think it's in podcast is is another place where you you know you there's only so many podcasters. You know, there's only so mm-hmm. many live streams. There's only so many spots available. So I think making your own platform to promote your books is also super important. Like Twitter space, yeah. you guys do the live streams and stuff like that. So, well, right. Yeah. Will and I are only splitting. What do we get? 73,000 last year that we split. Well, I mean, that's like nothing, right? Was that like simoleons? I don't think that was real money. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my ears perk up. <laughs> uh, but no, no. We, we, we haven't split a, a penny yet, but someday our ship is coming out. No, no, passion numbers. And, stuff like that. Well, and to, to your point, Anthony, I think one of the cool things about Kickstarter is that, okay, maybe maybe this month I can't afford, you know, Cheeky. Or maybe this month I can't afford White Ash. I know Charlie's going to be back and that book's going to be an add-on and maybe I can afford mm-hmm. it the next time, right? Or, you know, Pat will be back and, you know, maybe yeah. Cheeky plus, uh, right. what's the other one? Thirsty, Thirsty. Destiny Thirsty, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Or Destiny New York or any of those. I mean, it's, I can't remember who who pointed this out. It was on a previous show. Somebody smarter than me, I'm sure. But it the Kickstarter is almost like the opposite of the direct market in that first issues usually do less because you prove yourself with number one and then you prove yourself again with number two and you keep building and, and building. And it's, it's an interesting way to think of it because I hadn't really thought about it that way before, because we're really, I feel like we're building our own, we're, we're bringing our own audiences to a certain extent, but we're then also expanding those mm-hmm. into other audiences that, you know, other creators have brought. I mean, look at, uh, I think there was a report, uh, Sandra, uh, Brandon Sanderson, you know, he had that little Kickstarter. That right. Did, yeah. That, that so baby well. one, that baby one that yeah, struggled one. all the Which way. Which one? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think Kickstarter, uh, posted that he brought so many thousand new backers to the platform and those backers spent so much more money on other projects as well. I mean, it's, I, I think that there probably will be a saturation point, but I don't, at least from, and I'm an optimist, I guess, I don't feel like we've gotten to that point yet. So and that's kind of like what I wanted to say is I feel like, you know, we're growing, we're not only growing our own audience, 
but there are there are a lot of people out there that don't know about Kickstarter or don't really know about independent comics. Just mm -hmm. when I'm out promoting my own stuff locally, I, I've met people who are like, uh, you know, I'll mention Kickstarter and they're like, what's that? And so I tell them about it or, you know, somebody will say to me, oh, I didn't know people were making comics like this around here. And or so I, or I, I didn't I didn't know comics were still a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. or you know, maybe <laughs> maybe they thought all comic books were superheroes and they didn't know there was other stuff. So I think there's a lot of room for the audience to grow still. Mm -hmm. And if if any one of us gets that person who you you know read comics when they were 13 and and for whatever reason, you know, went away and they they happened to read you know, I'll just cross over division and they're like, oh, this is, oh, this is cool. And this is the type of thing that's out there. And they get that itch to get back into it. Then all of a sudden, the other five of us have that opportunity to, you know, scratch that itch for them as well, just because they found Will. Um, I, th I think there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, yes, we, we can only spend the amount of money we can spend. And sometimes it's, you know, I, there, there have been times where, yeah, I, that looks like a really good book that I would really like. And I'm going to back at the digital tier right now because <laughs> yep. that's where I am this month, you know? And I, I think every creator is, is I, I'll take a digital backer over no backer any day. Of oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Honestly, oh yeah. There, there's it, always going to be like too many cool things and not enough mm -hmm. money to spend it on. <laughs> like yeah. anything, like it's not just comics. It's like anything you talk about, like all the movies coming out, all of the, the normal books coming out, you know, all of the video games, you know, you mm -hmm. can't buy and play them all. There's just not enough. Mm -hmm. So people Time are always going to have to make choices no matter what. Well, and, and I'd like to, to point out, uh, yeah, Joey, indie comics, the indie comics community is so supportive. I mean, they've been so supportive of me uh, mm -hmm. and I and and I, I would I would hope that they've been supportive of everyone because it's really inclusive. And, you know, we're all I, I really feel like we're all here and we want everyone to succeed. You know, we want to, you know, I, I want, I want everyone's books to get made and come out mm -hmm. and be exactly what they want them to be. And, you know, that's, I, and I really feel like that that's kind of the, the prevailing, you know, attitude of the entire indie comics community, uh, because they are so supportive. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, go indie comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to bring that bring it down. I, th I just think like you got to have practical conversations like this. You yeah. know, it, it is a oh, demoralizing. Yeah. It's a demoralizing thing, you know, to like. And so we have to learn how to mitigate that and how to, you know, overcome that. Sure. Yeah. And and I, I don't think you brought it down at all. I'm really glad you got into it. One, one of the things that has come up a couple times and this show is positive. This show is about bringing out projects and speaking to them in in the, the the best way we can because because that is first of all will and i want to have fun we want to meet new people and we want to talk about cool projects that we think are interesting we're not bringing on projects for people that we don't think are cool nice or talented so if you're here guess what that's three compliments <laughs> um, but 
just because we're always in more of a positive frame doesn't mean we aren't honest that this can be a very tough slog. It can be demoralizing. As you said, there can be some issues where you're like, Oh gosh, this is rough. What, what, what am I doing wrong here? I see X, Y, and Z doing mm -hmm. great things. And I, and oh, I yeah. feel like I could be doing better and I'm not. And <laughs> the thing is though, we don't bring that up because the weirdest thing about Kickstarters is if you say, guys, I'm struggling and I need your help, no one will help you. But right. if you say, guys, I'm kicking ass and I want you aboard, everyone will jump aboard. I do not understand the psychology of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I'm running a campaign, everything is going great. And I'm going to speak to all the positives oh, yeah. because for some reason, the psychology of crowdfunding is when it's going great, everybody's excited to be everybody a part. Everybody wants to be a part. Everyone of wants to be a part of the success. They don't want to feel like they're propping you up and, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. exerting effort, you know, to make sure you make it. They, they want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm part of team winning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but, you know, we, we pretend that everything's perfect. Um, for for that for that reason, and yeah. it doesn't mean this isn't hard. For oh, yeah. everybody who's ever been on the show is not necessarily struggling, but they're part of the struggle. Yeah, and I mean, the 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 dead zone well. ne never never gets any easier. I mean, I'm up to I think what eight campaigns at this point, and it's still soul crushing. You know, like, am I ever going to get another backer again? It's all refreshing. Not just this campaign. Like, literally. Yeah, I'm literally it's over. I'm done. You know, they what, found me so, out. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's so funny. We're in the spaces. It's like, it's like damn near the opposite of the, the energy. Because <laughs> it's like, yo, it's it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like so many conversations that I don't want to have and like advice I don't want to hear but it ultimately <laughs> makes me better you know what i'm saying okay. like this goofy ass page turn conversation it's like ultimately this is going to have me thinking about pacing and you know like uh -huh. handling layouts and stuff like that but i think there's i think there's room for both oh, i think yeah, the absolutely. solution is to be positive you get funded and then you start crying like that like exactly you cry you cry to your friend in private yeah mm -hmm. uh -huh. because this is hard and and i think i i think that those of us who you know, it, it sucks because social media is, is um, you, you, you kind of, you, you kind of paper over the bad and, and you, mm -hmm. and you accentuate the good. And so everybody looks and goes, oh, well, they're having a great time and they're succeeding and everything's easy for them. Yeah. And I'm struggling. This is hard. And, you know, to a certain extent, everybody feels all of those feelings, but you're never seeing that on social media from other people. You just have to well, kind of at a convention say, how's it going? And everyone will say, Oh, it's really, it's terrible. I haven't made yeah. a sale all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, I'm sorry, go ahead, Katrina. I'm sorry. I just say, I mean, with us and my, you know, my team, we just joke about it at this point mm -hmm. that, you know, our campaign has turned into team sloth. <laughs> yeah it's moving so slow and i actually did a post i think on twitter the other day it was like can we get us from team sloth to team excited kitten <laughs> like can we can, can we get the ball moving guys you know and we just joke about it at this point because 
Otherwise, you're just miserable. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you bring up a really good point about a team. I mean, I, I'll i straight up say, you know, I've I've chatted with Kevin. I'm like, talk me down, man. This, you know, mm-hmm. talk me down because this is it's it's horrible. It's you know, this is the worst thing ever. And you know, there's that's not the case. It's there's there's a maybe you know it's it, but it's hard. But mm-hmm. having having a support system of some kind is is extremely important because trying to do this alone is I it's I'm sure somebody can do it, but that somebody's not me. I mean, I mm-hmm. I I have to have that support system to to you know just keep me going, and also you know that support system you know they really come out during campaign time because they're so helpful you know about sharing and and, mm-hmm. and you know tweeting and Facebook and all those things. So I, I really think that you know that that kind of private support system is there to just you know, keep me from going, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And just stopping. I, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that, you know, and Kevin and I have talked about this privately and, and publicly that if it weren't for Tyler James, you know, I don't crossover division probably wouldn't exist uh, just because of all the help that he and, and the comics launch community have given, you know, to, to me specifically and, and my, my books. So it's mm-hmm. it, that support system. I, I really think is, is absolutely necessary you know to to be able to survive this mentally (laughs) it's true real quick i think the great thing about kickstarter and i I think about like social media is you're you're looking at other people and you know it it can be very discouraging frankly Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna act like it's not but the beauty is one you have creators like that you have creators like charlie uh mike all who super gracious with their information, you know, super yeah. helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, got shouts out to those guys. But also the beauty of Kickstarter is they they want you to do well on the platform. So you can look at a Kickstarter organ, you know, kind of like analyze it, break it down. So you are to some extent getting some information now. You will see a creator come from another another platform, come to Kickstarter, make like a hundred K in like a day. You know, you can't you can't replicate <laughs> that success. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I think I think people, what they should do is kind of like, you're going to be discouraged, but also maybe try to reverse engineer, like mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, and try what to did they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, t- I told Tyler James one time, because he was doing a free print all first day backers. I saw that. I was like, that's such a good idea. I did it. I did it on my next one. And I, I sent him a, a message. I said, you, you're not allowed to say no. I am stealing this idea cold blooded i am stealing it this is great and he just wrote back he goes go for it do it i probably stole it from somebody else no worries <laughs> so yeah steal steal what's working for somebody else um if it if you feel like it doesn't fit your campaign you know morph it into what does and you know like if you see something that you don't think works you know don't you know don't steal that but yes beg borrow steal it's all mm-hmm. I, it's all community at this point I, I would I would recommend to anybody out there that's wanting to get started submit to anthologies and be a part of that anthology team on Kickstarter so you you get to see how the sausage is made mm-hmm. and it's not really on you at that point somebody else is running the campaign so you're getting the benefit of all of that and then, and then when you start you do your first campaign you know don't don't do it for 
a thirty thousand dollar goal. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, start start smaller start and small. build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but uh, like, like 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 Pat said, he wanted to do a graphic novel and decided to do eight chapters, and then he can he can do his and that's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you figured that out before you. Tried to do the graphic novel first. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't take long. Math is a, a hurdle you can't always jump over. <laughs> <laughs> Math is a harsh mistress. <laughs> so Shawnee just said, "I imagine that um, that some of the major trepidation of running a campaign is the vast amount of trial and error that has to happen before you hopefully find a group." Absolutely, I had so much fear before I launched. I've said it on the show before. Uh, Juan at Creature Entertainment was talking to me. He said, the best, the, the worst thing that can happen with a Kickstarter campaign is you've had 30 days of free advertising. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when I could reconfigure what failure to fund was mm-hmm. as free advertisement of the campaign for 30 days, mm-hmm. step back, figure out what you did wrong, come back and do it a different right. way. You can I always do it again. Launch. Yeah. Yep. And I, it was, it's, st- it's still scary to hit launch. Launch. Mm-hmm. Well, lunch, it's not scary. Cause I, yeah. I can eat <laughs> some lunch. launch is scary, but, um, but yeah, the, like there's, yeah, it, you could, you could publicly not succeed in front of some people, but it, you know, risk reward is it's not even, mm-hmm. it's not even question of what you get from succeeding compared to not succeeding. It's, it's worth it. Uh, and, and I, yeah, go ahead. And I would, last comment, but uh, I would wager that, you know, Charlie still gets a little nervous before he launches. There's no Pat way. probably gets uh, a I've little heard, nervous I've, before they launch. I've heard uh, Russell Nolte say that he gets nervous before he launches. And, and Russell's a, a beast. He's a yeah, powerhouse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know we all have our, you know, like our battles. Mm-hmm. And I know we all have like our. We all have our like, demons. Yeah. Come on, come on! It's, I don't want to hear that. I don't want. <laughs> not from Charlie, man. There's no way. Well, there's a difference between being afraid that you're uh, going to fail and being afraid that you're not going to succeed in a way that you're used to. Yeah, uh, I might, might not make a million dollars this campaign. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I've always wondered about that too. If you have something really successful. And then you come back and it's not as successful. Like what that does to your head. Like, well, okay, is this ride over? Well, Have I don't think yeah. it as far as it's mm-hmm. going to go. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for anybody, but especially when you're throwing out. You know, I, 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 Pat Shand has said this. You know, like uh, his prison witch. He did um, uh, two, and he said this on the show that really like was it it succeeded but it succeeded very small in comparison to what his last destiny in new york campaign had done and he was like oh wow I, this book might not be a kickstarter book he put finale in prison witch three and prison witch three beat out one and two because he had put finale and people knew <laughs> that they could get it all mm-hmm. but you know like his his thirsty and his cheeky it's hitting, you know, the the people like me who want to see butts and boobs and and penises <laughs> going anywhere and everywhere, you know, like you know, like that's yeah, I'll admit it. I I I, I don't I don't mind those books. Those are great, but um, yeah, you, you it, it's like, am, am I gonna? I made fifty thousand dollars last time. I only made twenty two thousand yeah. dollars this time. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm salivating I, to make you know twelve thousand, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it a failure to be a nice failure to have? Of, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you make it cheaper, you can you can take some hits on some other stuff. You know what they say, That's like true. one for them, one for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's well, it's not That's over till you right. quit trying, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. We're gonna leave it with. You can one, always do another. The most important uh, comment in the chat. This show's professionalism is a reflection of Kevin and Will. That is so true. It's so true. We have never made a mistake. Let's forget that we did the first 10 minutes without recording. And good night, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Good night.